jour sitting for two very often result in bouncing for four. And when you're asked to sit for two, you, you're kind of in the back of your mind, you're thinking, why? Why bother? What is the whole sit for two thing? Well, today we're going to talk about that and help you not bounce for four. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world, helping you to have better conversations with your horse. One of the ways that you can improve the conversation with your horse is by improving your trot, and specifically your rising trot, posting to the trot, your up-downs, okay? You have probably heard of diagonals. You've probably heard of them because riding instructors are generally quite passionate about them. (laughs) This is where you get the sit for two. And riders, they seem to do every other odd number in the whole list of numbers up to kind of between 1 and and 45 before they'll ever actually get the sitting for 2 or 4 or 6 or 8 or any sort of even number. And it just makes me laugh. Um, (laughs) The the two, the, the the extra one sit that could just change it all. It's, oh, it's it's elusive, eh? And it's fleeting. It, it's a toughie. But today we're going to talk about why we want to be able to sit for two and also how you can begin practicing sitting for two as well. So as I've mentioned, diagonals and trot are quite important. And you probably know this. You probably know that when your horse trots, he moves his legs in diagonal pairs. So basically this means that the outside back leg on the one side moves with the inside front leg on the other side and vice versa, okay? So um, it's kind of like the the diagonal legs, they move together as your horse trots. And that's what gives trot that two-time beat. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Okay, so we've got that. We understand that. Now, The big thing that many riders don't understand is that when you are either up or down, okay, there is a very drastic difference to how your horse experiences things. And how I often like to think about this is that when you ask a horse to engage a little bit more, okay, so when you ask for quote-unquote more. When you ask him to use his hindquarters a little bit more to propel the two of you forward so that you can begin to lighten up on the front end a little, there has to be space for that to move into. And when we're on the wrong diagonal, the incorrect diagonal, often we are blocking that space, okay? And that's one of the simplest ways of thinking about this. If you're wondering, why should I bother? I struggle to sit for two, Lorna. Well, there you go. There's a good reason. I think that's as good a reason as any, isn't it? That and the fact that if you were to keep continuing on the one diagonal forevermore, your horse would be a bit lopsided. But anyway, back to this whole creating space. And the reason for that is that when you ask for more, what you really ask is that the horse's inside hind leg comes a little bit further under him so as he can put a little bit more if you want pressure to thrust off okay it all sounds very rocket shippy right now but seriously that's what happens okay his back leg it kind of comes under him a little bit more you're asking him to stretch it in there put it under and then you're gonna push off of it and that's of course developing strength and building and all that thing but if your seat was to be in that space 
and I'm saying your seat, I'm being very polite here. If you were to sit there like a sack of potatoes and your horse was busy trying to stretch in under, you could see how you, you, you might block this. So when you're on the correct diagonal, basically you give the inside back leg, your horse's inside back leg, the opportunity to do what it is you've asked, which in this case is to actually stretch in underneath, okay? Now, the other reason for the diagonal is very often when you're on turns and circles, um, again, there's a balance element that has to come into it. And where it feels good is that, again, using that inside back leg, if you were to, if you were able to weight that, so when your horse, think about, think about a turn or a circle, think about where you would like the weight to be, okay? If it was to go too much onto the outside, well, it might all topple over, mightn't it? But if it's on the inside and if your horse was able to put that down, to step his foot onto the ground there with you on it, that would help to balance as well, okay? And it basically means that when you're using your half halt or anything while you are sitting, and remember, think back to the last time you posted, have you noticed how your aids become much more coordinated in the down part of the, the rising trot, okay, or the post? That when you're sitting, it's easier to communicate because we kind of, we feel, we feel like it's more together, there's less running away with us, okay? It's all there. And in doing so, you can then also half halt at that point, okay? For, from a balanced perspective. Okay, so we understand the, the diagonals. We understand which one we should be on. And yet, ah, the toughie is always figuring it out. And the strange thing is when you're figuring it out, I suggest not even worrying about the back legs, <laughs> even though it's all to do with the back legs. But remember, you've got these diagonal pairs, which means that that inside back leg, he has a friend, he has a pair, <laughs> and his pair is the outside front leg, and that's the one you're going to focus on, okay? And not so much the outside front leg, but rather the shoulder that's attached to that outside front leg. If you, Next time you're on your horse, I want you to just have a little glance down to your horse's shoulder, and do it and walk first, but notice that the shoulder moves backwards and forwards. Now, there is a rhyme that says, rise and fall with the shoulder by the wall, and that's a good way to think about it. And for the most part, the outside, particularly when you're learning diagonals, you're not going to be, I think, doing anything more fancy at this point, so the outside is generally going to be the one by the wall, okay? So it's going to be the one by the arena faints, okay? So noticing that when that shoulder is forward rising and when it's back falling is a very, very good practice to get into. And again, I suggest doing this in the walk, okay? Noticing it in the walk and then from there being able to sink that almost in the trot, okay? So let's get back to you. You're on your horse. You're having a look there. You see the shoulder. It's moving backwards and forwards. You're in the walk. You're thinking, well, this is marvelous, Lorna. Now what? Okay, so what I'm going to suggest you do next is you just pick up trot. Just trot away. Rising trot, posting to the trot. The little up down so you can go with them there. Lovely, okay? And all I want you to do, forget about your horse for a few seconds. All I want you to do is focus on up down. And you're going to repeat it to yourself, obviously, as you are doing it, okay? What I'm looking for here is that you can make up down become just a 
rhythm in your head. <laughs> you don't have to think about it to know if you're up or if you're down because up down is the rhythm. Okay, you're just saying it in your head. Up down, up down, up down, up down. So at any given time, you know if you're up or if you're down without having to actually look and check, am I up or am I down? Great. Once you've got up down on autopilot and you're talking, you're you're speaking it to yourself, like reading it through, you're talking to yourself here and you can talk out loud even if you wanted to really hammer home the point, but just your up downs are there. Brilliant. Now you're going to have a little glance and glance is a keyword. You're going to have a little glance down and you're going to look at where your horse's shoulder now is. And if we're if you're thinking which shoulder, you're not listening. <laughs> the outside one. The one by the wall, okay? The one by the edge of the arena, okay? So I want you to have a little look. And remember, you're still repeating up down to yourself all the time you're doing this. It's, it's this little backtrack. It's going on in your head all the time or out loud. And you're having a look at your horse's shoulder. And, and where I want you to really begin to put your your awareness is where the horse's shoulder is. Is it forward or is it back? Is it forward or is it back? And have a look and keep looking at it. And then from there, you can now begin to merge that with the tune in your head, the up-down tune in your head, okay? What you want is that when the shoulder is back, you are down. When it's forward, you are up. Rise and fall with the shoulder by the wall, okay? So, You've now learned how to get onto the correct diagonal. Wonderful. If you're on the wrong one, you're thinking, whoopsie, it's rising and falling, but I'm doing the opposite way around, Lorna. That's the sitting for two. That's where it can be two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, makes no odds, okay? Sit for an even number of beats. That's all you have to do. Two is the, the lowest common kind of denominator there, okay? So sit for two beats. So. And, and if you're thinking, what is sit for two beats? So it's up, down, up, down, down, up, down, up, down. There was two downs together. Or it could be two ups. You could rise for two. So in that case, it would be up, down, up, up, down, up, down, up, down. Okay? So it's just important that you can sit for two. Now, if you're wondering how do I sit or rise for two, I want you to pay attention to the quality of your posting because if you're unable to sit or to rise for two, okay, it means that you are relying on the horse's energy to move you and not on your body to move itself. And that's really important because if you want to get to the point in your riding that you want to begin to influence, positively influence your horse. You have to learn to move yourself. You have to be responsible for yourself. You have to know that what you're doing is for you and that by doing that and by you claiming that responsibility, you freed up space for your horse. Okay, so we've gotten onto the right diagonal if we were on the incorrect one. I want you to come back down to walk here for a second now. Because what many riders, the next question they have is, well, that's marvelous, Lorna, and whippity-doo-that, I can do my diagonals now. I've got this sorted. How do I do it without looking at the shoulder? Oh, and there's the rub, eh? That's the toughie. You thought the sitting for two was the tough part. No, 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 no. The tough part is going to be actually learning to feel what is going on underneath you. And I'm actually going to suggest doing this in walk, and that's why I said come back down to walk. And begin noticing that when your horse's inside hind leg, and I'm just using the inside hind leg now, when it moves forward, 
your inside seat bone drops down. It lowers slightly and it moves forward as well, okay? And it's, it's, it's kind of an easy thing to feel in the walk. That's why I'm saying come back down to walk. And notice how when your inside seat bone's doing that, your outside seat bone is at the same time coming up and moving back, okay? So it looks like, you know, if you were to pedal a bicycle backwards, that's a kind of what it looks like or what it feels like. You've got this, um, it's, it's obviously not such a circular motion, but it is the same kind of a, a motion that's going, that one is going down and forward while the other is coming up and back at any given time. So if you put your hands there, put your two hands out in front of you, pretend you're on a bicycle, like pretend your hands are pedals, now reverse the pedals. There you go. That's how your seat, okay, is going to feel. Now, it is pretty simple to isolate that in the walk. However, when we get into trot, it can be a little bit more difficult, but it is essentially the same feeling, okay? You will feel that when one seat bone is going down and forward, the other is coming up and back. And you thought rise and trot was all about up downs, and now I'm talking about all these other funny things going on. <laughs> but that's trot, okay? Sitting trot is, I feel, one of the most misunderstood um movements or, or ways to ride for many riders they think it's all about just sitting pretty hunkering in I'll squeeze my legs harder and I will not bounce however in doing so you actually end up bouncing more trust me <laughs> I see people in the arena all the time oh goodness um so what I want you to practice is in sitting trot really slow the sitting trot down so I'm going to tell you and I'm going to advise you in this situation not to worry too much about the quality of the trot itself, okay? Just try and focus on yourself for a few minutes and noticing how your seat bones are feeling. And again, use the horse's shoulder and I'm going to suggest the outside shoulder just to train yourself to use the outside or to glance at the outside shoulder. Use your horse's shoulder to really identify what is moving where at any given point, okay? And then from there, begin to see if you can feel it, okay? Another way to do this is then, obviously, getting onto the correct diagonal, okay? So you can check, you can use the shoulder, you can glance. And remember, glance is not looking. Looking is where you actually bend down and you, you're you like really and truly have a look-see, like you study it. I want you to glance, meaning that your head will not move. It's just your eyes will glance down at the shoulders. But once you've got yourself on the correct diagonal, so you've glanced down, you know where you are, you're on the correct one, begin noticing how that feels through your body. Notice how it feels through your seat, through your shoulders notice how it all feels notice how the movement feels okay and then what you can do to contrast this is to sit for two the famous sit for two you can sit for two change diagonals so now you'd be on the incorrect diagonal and again notice how it feels okay spend time doing this this is really and truly getting people want all the fancy stuff want to learn to do this that the other and they're not willing to do this which is really and truly a basic but it's really really important in order to develop feel as a rider okay hopefully you're going to take my advice on this develop the feel get the whole sit for two work a little bit more in your sitting trot do all the things if you want more help with this i actually have an old group of lessons from Daily Strides Premium that um, we've put into connection for our riders. Um, and if you want to get literally step-by-step -step audio lessons on how to ride, 
the diagonals and how to figure out which one you're on with feel, learning how to develop that. Um, you can join Connection and all the details are there. And you can find the, the link for that over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. Have a great week. Keep well. I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.